Welcome to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese, a program that can help you become liberated in the modern world. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin W. Reese. I'm here at Ananda Ashram in Monroe, New York, and uh, I've talked about ashrams and monasteries on this podcast before, but this is my first time broadcasting right from an ashram, and I ran into a gentleman just a few hours ago, who I have with me right now, Bill. Hello. I talk about this on the podcast a lot, is other opportunities besides, you know, living in society. Doing the rat race, mm-hmm. the nine to five job, and so you have some experience with that. Would you mind sharing sharing that? What what you've been li- you know where you've been living for the last ten years or whatever? Yeah, for the last ten years, I've been living in uh, intentional communities. I've been in a few different ones. Yeah, um, tiny homes. No, not tiny homes. Uh, you know, the first one I lived in was a a spiritual community. It was a meditation community, mm. and then. Um, the second one was a cooperative. It was a, a cooperative of people that lived and worked. You know, they ran a business together and then also lived together. Hmm. And the third one was a small farm, just a rural farm, um, uh, just out in the hills living simply. And did you, uh, I mean, you had some sort of responsibility on the property, I'm assuming? Yeah, you're always working at any of these places. Like yeah. I had an actual job at the uh, at the first community in a meditation retreat. I ran the kitchen at okay. their meditation retreat, but um, and I did that at the second community also. Right. Um, and then the third one, you know, we did. Um, uh, you know, there's endless things to do on a farm, um, but then we also had a couple of income producing areas you know and there's a lot of these communities over uh, out on the west coast uh you know in the country and around the world there's there's hundreds if not thousands of them a lot of them are smaller or not as well established but there's a lot of feeling right now i think uh there's a lot of energy towards doing something different doing an alternative lifestyle so right it's getting more pop more and more popular people are wanting to buy a piece of land and right you know Right. form a community with people that you know like-minded people so yeah um, i've spent most of my time at communities that have been better established but they're they're an infinite numbers there's you know and they're there are eco villages there are spiritual mm. communities there's a whole bunch of different there's people that just live in cooperatives you know yeah like like you said the tiny homes you yeah. know people will have um a cooperative where they live and they just you know work on the outside and they're and they share communally right the land or they share the kitchen or you know what i mean they're trying to reduce their footprint and not live in a single family home and how would you describe living in these communities versus being in that rat race it's nice to get out of the rat race i'm not yeah. gonna lie to you yeah uh that's a big attraction for me and for a lot of people that do it but, yeah um, even though you're still working you're still working, but you're not for a different cause. For right, a different and you're not, you know, you're not commuting. You're not, you know, um, it's a different kind of stress, or you know, they're not, they're not stress free. These places, you know, you have the, 
added element of living with other people sure. and how you're going to get along with them. How do you organize sure. it? Like, how do you have, you know, how do you have agreements that you live under and work under? And, you know, those are all questions in all these places. But sure. um, um, I prefer working in one of these places to doing the the rat race. Oh, of course. Lot, yeah. You yeah. Know, there's a lot more to recommend the community, you know, like, and most people are wanting to like, you know, you want to be out somewhere rural. You want to breathe clean air and drink clean right. water and eat better food. Do you, know. you do you did, with all this experience you have? Do you see an increase in inner peace with people who live in these communities, or is there still a little drama? <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Yeah, there are. There is always you know there's drama when you put human beings together for sure. Sure, um, including a family a, household of four or whatever. Yeah. But it's a it's a different kind of drama than you know you you know there's pros and cons to any which way you're living but um, I I would say you know there's I think there's less stress among people that live in these alternative communities right there's um, it's not that daily grind of stress like I think that really grinds down on people emotionally and spiritually right you know? it's hard. When you've done a long day at work, you know, then to have some kind of practice or anything that that keeps you balanced, you right? Know? Right. Um, so it's a little bit, it's a little bit better. The challenges are just different in a community, you know. Sure. Relating with other people and how you interact and who's got quirks and how you have to live, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. But um, on the whole, you know, I would say people are a little more peaceful, or the environment's there to be more peaceful. I mean, I, you kind of are who you are right. when you get there. A lot of people have been pretty well and, and we scarred about, by sure. the greater society. You know what I mean? And that doesn't just doesn't wash off when you come to these places. And we talked about that, that if, if we can, I'll use the word attain, mm-hmm. if, if we can't or, or uh, discover or realize is a good word. Right. If we can realize our own inner peace, our own inner treasure. Right. It almost doesn't matter where we live. Right. Yeah, we're centered and we're right, right, right. And I, you know, you'll be a, you'll be a happier and well liked communitarian. Um, There's a word I never heard before. Yeah, communitarian. Right. Okay. Um, you know, the, if you can be in that peaceful, or more in that peaceful, balanced state, you know. Yeah. It's designed in a way to make it comfortable. You can forestall a lot of these issues and. You know, where people will lose their peace. Yeah. You know, by having it be fair and equitable, by having yeah. like your living circumstances be comfortable. Um, y- you know what I mean? Like, there's ways that the structure or the the foundation of the place can really add to your inner peace. I th- I think that you know a lot of these places uh, came out of the back to the land movement in the late '60s, early '70s, mm. um, and they were largely urban, suburban you know, young people for the most part that um, that did want to do something different, but they didn't have building experience. They didn't have, you know, rural agricultural farm experience, things right. like that. So a lot of them just did it by the seat of their pants. And people are building tiny houses. Tiny houses, minimalism is a big thing now. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, and I think that's, that's, that's going towards my point is, um, you know, I think a lot of these places, they didn't really do it by design. They didn't think of like the, um, you know, they didn't have the money or they, you know, they didn't think 
when they started, like, this is how we want to lay it out, like, design the place, how you're going to live there, like, what is your income source, your cottage industry going to be? Like, what is mm-hmm. life going to look like? How do you educate the children? Right. What happens when you get older? Right. And so a lot of those places, there's a lot of stress, like, when those, when those basic foundations of your life aren't met, you know, people have to leave. Right, right. You know, and that was the downfall for a lot of these places is they didn't cover all the foundations for living a healthy life. Right. I, I kind of think there's a lot of momentum towards this idea now, but I think the future of community um, is like community 2.0 would be like a community by design. Mm. You know, when you look at a piece of property, you know, that you could possibly have, you you know, you you'd, you'd start it even from the abstract stage. Like you'd want a, right. a place with water, uh, with a clean water source on it. And, you know, a certain amount of acres, you know, you want Southern exposure to grow some food, you know, and you'd, you'd want to think like how many people could this land support, you know, like right. there's, there's ideas about what makes a good community. It's hard to have a community with varied relationships and and that sort of thing. If you have a community under thirty people, for example, you could do one uh, uh, with a theme, right? Like one could be a you know sure, a spiritual a, community. One could be an artist community. Artist community. You know, is right. Like you said, spiritual or eco village. That's another one you want to yeah. more towards sustainability. Green living. But um, yeah, just making the point that um, um, you know you could go a long way by designing it beforehand. Like uh, you know, there's a certain amount of people that make up a community. Like if you have, some people think it's 150 or 200 people where you can have different relationships and people, because these spaces always have turnover too, Mm. you know, but then you'd have to build to support that. Like you want to build it so it's comfortable for everyone. That's like, you know, so someone doesn't have an amazing place to live and someone lives in a shed, you know, and that's how a lot of these places have got, you know, they've kind of just um, limped along because and they do have their problems and you could there are different stresses that are born out of that but right. it'd be nice to see communities kind of done by design you know i mean if we're going to live on this planet you know we'll have to live in tune with yeah. the resources that are there and and you know it makes sense to live in smaller communities of people you have to share right. energy and you know what i'm saying yeah like, um if we're going to live sustainably. Um, and then, of course, there's monasteries and ashrams, mm-hmm. which is another route for some people. Right. There's people here who have been here for 10 years plus, you know, that I've met over the years. I've been coming here for since 2012. I see some of the same faces I saw in 2012. I'm sure. So they've been here for a long time. Um, what brings you to an ashram? My belief system is more towards like... An, like the Indian Hindu belief sure. system, I'm sure. more of a meditator, so and, and, I'm comfortable and, at these places. Right, and that this is a key point I want to make to the to the listeners is uh, you could come to an ashram as a non spiritual person, but you might stand out. You, you know, they 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 want people that are uh, want to deepen their practice, right? And um, and then you know, there's an exchange work in the kitchen. You know, show up to the meditations. But you don't need experience there. Like, if as long as you're open to it, if, right. if you're going to come right. and not be open to, you know, what they're offering there, that could be a problem. But, right. you know, I think it's, you know, that's, you know, anybody that's open-minded is welcome at one of these places. But it's a yeah. calm, I mean, what attracts me is it's a calm, a calm place 
you know, where you can eat good food and you can be out of the city and, you right. know, collect yourself. Yeah. You know, and do a meditation practice or a yoga practice. Or, yeah. You know, in peace. In peace. So. Yes. Um, yeah, there's. Um, there's tons. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of places like this out there that exists. Um, I'd like to see it, you know, my dream of community was always like, uh, I'd like to see it be open to mainstream people. Like, I'd like to see it as an attractive choice to just about anybody. So, you know, like where all your needs are met, where you could go and live simply and it wouldn't be like you're roughing it or you're having to live in poverty or, you know, like, yeah. like where you're sacrificing in some way or another. Like, I think you could pool your resources and live even more comfortably, like, right. you know, live in abundance, but have those things that are missing when you're living in an isolated lifestyle. You're having a sense of community, different people, you know, you have children there, you have people of all generations, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that would be appealing to just about anybody in this day and age. It's just you need those foundations, right? you know, of security and feeling like you can build, have a life there where you don't have to Right. Go out and make money or something like that. Right, right, you know, right. Where your needs are provided for. Right. You know. So you said you're you're familiar with the with the Hindu tradition, uh, Yogananda. You said. Yeah, Yogananda is the tradition that I follow. We started an organization called Self Realization right. Fellowship, but it's a it's not a religion. It's a, you know, it's any belief system is welcome. They right. described it as like a church of all religions. Right, but right. It's more of an organization, to you know, teach people yoga practices. They, you know, they, they concentrate on certain meditation techniques. Right. Right. And, um, and Yogananda is a very popular guru who, uh, uh, was influential in, um, bringing yoga to, uh, the West, the Western world. Yeah. He's one of the first couple of Indian gurus that came. He came about 1920 yep. to this country. And he has a very famous book. Autobiography of a yogi. Of yogi yes. Book. Yeah. So with you being familiar with this, you, um, you know, you, you fit right in. And um, so th that was kind of the point I was getting at is, you know, if, if somebody is really uh, westerned out, right. <laughs> is that the term westerned out? If you're really engulfed in the Western culture, you know, a place like this could be, you know, a shock for somebody. Sure. You know, blessing the food in a certain way. Right. Or... Um, you know the ch you know there's chanting mm -hmm. uh, before meditation and stuff like that. I remember the first time I came in 2012. I I was like, what's this chanting stuff? Because right. I was just used to regular meditation. Right. I'm like, what's this chanting stuff? It kind of threw me off. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, somebody I asked somebody questions and they you know they educated me on it. Um, but you know, I just I just want to get that message out there to anyone listening that. You know, there are options. Sure. I don't know if anyone can just come to an ashram. I'm sure you can, you know, come for the weekend or something like that. Try it out. Um, but um, you definitely um, have to be aware of Eastern culture, a little something, something. We right? have to be open to it. This is something I talk about in the podcast a lot. What would you say is the big difference between Eastern and Western traditions? Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, it's a loaded question. Well, it's just a huge topic. It depends on where you want to start talking about that. Between <laughs> Eastern and Western, you mean just the spirituality or the culture or? Yeah, I, we, we can do spirituality. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, even like, 
yeah, even honing in on the Eastern, you know, like the tradition I follow is like, you know, in the Indian Hindu tradition, Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, people are attracted to like, like the Buddhist tradition, um, which have their own like flavors and culture. I mean, I don't think there's any one type of, I mean, you know, if anybody was thinking of coming to a place like this, I wouldn't be turned off. Like there's, I don't think there's any one type of person that comes. Like when I had first started thinking about doing an alternative lifestyle, like living in intentional communities, mm-hmm. I was afraid, it, you know, it would be people that I couldn't relate to. Like right, right. everyone was going to be a hippie or something like that. Hippie, and it's hippie. not the case. People of all shapes and sizes, all you know, it's eclectic. People come from all different backgrounds you know, that to come to these places. And as long as you have an open mind, you know, yeah, I think you're welcome. You know, if you're not going to deride the, what, what is it? What is it about the word hippie that is, uh, so stereotypical? Cause I, I think I wasn't around for the hippie movement. I'm about 10 years younger than you. Right. Um, from what I see, it, it seems like they had the right idea. Right. Right. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with the values of that mo- movement. Um, but people equate it, you know, it connotes like, you know, the dress, a certain dress. <laughs> tie-dye. Yeah, tie-dye. <laughs> you know, it, to me, all of that stuff, it it, it just gives people a, um, a reason to judge, yeah. you know, to put you in a box. Like, oh, you're a hippie, so you think this, that, and the other thing, you right. know. I, I don't really, I don't like, I don't like that for myself. You know what I mean? But they had the right idea, right? Free, you know, it was just peace and love. Yeah, peace and love. But they were, you know, they were really rebelling against, um, you know, a society of materialism, of, uh, you know, things were really coming to a head. You know, the war. Um, these are things to rebel against. Right. You know, the... Um, you know, it's a shame those ideals went away. I mean, I don't know that they went away, but it's like, I, I don't know where all those hippies went that, you yeah. know. Um, They're in corporate jobs right now, probably, yeah, with three kids. like it didn't last too long. <laughs> showing but, pictures uh, to their kids like, this was dad. But now we need those <laughs> ideals, I think, more than ever. And it's like, you yeah. need it to be espoused by people that aren't, don't have long hair and uh, right, right. tie-dye on. You know what I mean? Like, right. th- these are things worth talking about, like, Anybody from any walk of life should be talking about, you know, what alternatives do we have for the future here? Let's, let's like, you know, materialism, like, um, like we talked about earlier, like, um, you know, our economic system is based on infinite growth. Like that's not sustainable. You know, we have to like get through this divisiveness. This like, to me, this country in the little time I've been alive has become more polarized than I ever remember it, Hmm. you know? And, uh, from there you can't do anything like, you know, we have to get to a point where we could talk to one another. And, um, you know, those aren't far fetched ideas. We're going to have to, either we're going to find a way to live sustainably on this planet in peace, or we're going to perish. Right. You know? Right. And it's not going to be pretty. No, no. And I think that's what this move towards communities towards even the ashrams everything it's like 
you know, that's the impetus. It's like people want to live in peace. That's it. I don't I don't think there's anybody that doesn't want to live in peace. Yeah. People you know? are, are, you know, it's we got these uh, school shootings all the time and mm-hmm. there's always fights. And, and, and you know, when we were kids, there was a fight. And now the fights end up on YouTube or Facebook. Right. <laughs> it's like, but I mean, if you think about it, like everything in the society is geared towards you know, people trying to, you know, the, the catch word is happiness. Like, right. does it make you happy? But really it is a feeling of peace and tranquility. You know, people are trying to find something that's, you know, and that, and that's being sold to you as like, you know, you get this car and you'll be happy or you'll get, you know, this job, you'll be happy. You get this new apartment, you'll be happy when you get the the subway tile in the apartment. Right. Then you'll really be happy. Right. You know? I, call, I call it carrot chasing. Right. Because everyone's chasing the carrot. And it's one thing, one carrot leads to another carrot, and it's just over. Well, you just over. nailed the question you asked earlier. Like, what's the difference between, like, that Western mindset and the Eastern mindset? Like, we have been sold the carrot on the stick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, we're always living for a time other than the present, you know? Like, we're always living to some future where, you know, you go to any, you know, any Western city, everyone is running somewhere. They're... Yeah. Everyone's hustling to get somewhere else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whereas when I think of the Eastern mentality, it's like, you know, um, and I'm sure that's, you know, the Western has, has infiltrated the East. I'm sure that that, oh, yeah. that mentality has taken over the uh, world, really. There's some McDonald's over there. <laughs> but if we're going to talk in the abstract, like, right. no, there's plenty. I mean, like, you know, like, look at India and, and, and China, how, you know, yeah. Westernized they've become. Yeah. But... You know, when you talk about the spirituality, it's like it's all about being in the yeah. East. I mean, like the, yep. every spiritual tradition is, yes. you know, the Bible, it says, be still and know that I'm God. You know, like yeah. the, the key is being still like, you know, yes. people miss read past that part. Yes. And um, but that's something we don't ever really discuss in the West. Like it's always, you know, we're always having to do something or get something. You know, we have this puritanical work ethic you know what i mean mm-hmm. well, like if you if you sit still you're not valuable right you know you've got to be keeping your hands moving or right. producing something otherwise you know and that's that's deep you know we really are we've really you know internalized that that motivation is like it's it's deep you know you don't need anybody cracking a whip behind you people people crack that whip on themselves yeah i heard a guru once say that in the West, uh, we're rich on the outside, poor on the inside. And in the East, it's the opposite. That's a great way to put it. They're poor on the outside and they're rich on the inside because they, you know, not to say they're all walking around in lane, but mm-hmm. they value spirituality more. Right. It's, it's how we uh, hear how we worship celebrities. Mm-hmm. You know, they worship gurus. Right. And there's tons of gurus. Right. There's gurus that we've never even heard of. Well, yeah, no, that's very telling of what you, who your society celebrates. You know, um, no, I think you you hit it on the head there. I've met people in third world countries that you know. I mean, if you're going to, you know, this is a term I hate in the Western world. Like success, hmm. in our estimation is is just material money success yep that's it period Mm -hmm. and nobody we don't talk about the elephants in the room like you know you could be miserable in a thousand other ways and most people are 
You know? right, right. But if you have, if you drive in the car or live in the house, that's success. Right. But um, success is relative. Well, and, and I mean, you think of the things that make you human and what's really successful. Like, you know, it's really your, you know, no old, per, no person gets older or, or like approaches death and thinks about like, oh, I wish I had, I worked harder. I would have spent more time at work. You yeah. Know? They think about their relationships and like things of substance, you know, like. Uh, That's another big difference. The East and the Eastern traditions are more geared towards how to die mm-hmm. peacefully. And in here in the West, it's just kind of feared and it's kind of get everything you can now before you die, you know, right. we, we, the carrot chasing and right. what you were just saying. Well, as if, you know, like we hear, you know, you hear the phrases like money doesn't buy happiness or everything, but you're still, it's like this gathering of things and toys, like you're not taking it with you. Like right. you're not taking it with you. There's no. really no... There's no end to the... One of my favorite stories is Alexander the Great, who, you know, he, on his deathbed, he's, he gave the request, when you give my big funeral, because I'm Alexander the Great, make sure my hands are out of the casket, because mm-hmm. I want everyone to see that Alexander the Great died with nothing Penny in my was, hands. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good, it's a good point. Um, Can't take it with you. We are lacking in a lot of the things that make you rich in spirit, you right, know, right. to have time to just be, you know, to be around other people, like to be, you know, to have social time, like, you know, you need these things as a human being, like a plant needs air and water and sun. Like, yeah. You need that. Yeah. You know, like your life isn't just meant for you going back and forth to a job and paying bills and dying miserably. That's, that's a poor plan is there even a such a thing as success because i know speaking for myself i've always been an overachieving go-getter okay i was achieving at you know 17 years old you know just getting it getting it getting it getting it and for people like me once you get what you're chasing it's not that satisfying because now it's like, all right. still the same person. <laughs> and I got to go get it. I got to go chase something else. Well, now you need a new dream. <laughs> you already got that dream. <laughs> need another idea. Right. You got to chase something else. <laughs> yeah, I got and, and, you're, and, you're, and this is constantly reinforced in the yeah. media and everything. Like, oh, your dreams. You got to chase dreams. You're always chasing something. It's like yeah. nobody's telling you to be still and find peace where you are right now. Yeah. All you ever have is this present moment. That's it. It's a fiction that you have something in the future. Like if you're not peaceful now, you're not peaceful. You're not going to be peaceful running from now. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if you, you know, um, we are, we're being sold a bill of goods. Yeah. Like what is the success? Like when do you reach it there? You were running at 17. Like, oh, okay. The success was the house or the car. Like then you mm-hmm. need a bigger house and a better car. And yeah. You got to be around better people. You know, like it never stops. Yeah. Like, look at the people who are billionaires. They're not stopping anytime soon then it becomes about something else it's like yeah. there's some other carrot to chase yeah. you know it's like you know it, what doesn't it, it always ends in failure somehow some way almost because uh well that is a failure that is a failed life yeah. like what, are, what in reality are you chasing like what are you achieving right you know you're achieving some nonsense you know sure. material looks or some accolades like you know, peace of mind is what everybody's going for, but we're doing everything right. to avoid. Right. What what peace of mind does, say, Michael Jordan have with six championships? 
<laughs> you mean like uh, <laughs> like all right? He's been retired for twenty years now. Whatever it's been, okay. It's considered the greatest, etc. Right. How does those six championship rings affect him? His life, his personal life. It really doesn't. Nothing, Those yeah. are his accolades that ESPN talks about, and that's right. really where it ends in a way, right? Right. So I'm just using Michael Jordan as an example right. of a successful Westerner, sure, who achieved. But I, we don't know anything about his life. I mean, right. Michael Jordan could be a depressed wreck of a human being. I don't know. He could live in a big mansion and cry every night. Who I knows? I know a lot of depressed people who live in mansions. Like, yeah, uh, it's no indicator of. Health, you know, like, uh, you know, what a Krishnamurti said, you know, um, it's no indicator of mental or health to be uh, well, to be adjusted to a sick society, right. you know. So you may have all the accoutrements of wealth and money. And, and I mean, I've never heard anybody say like that, that did it for them, right. you know. Right. Uh, it's, it's usually the opposite, right. you know? Like, right. It's nice we're having this dialogue because this dialogue should be... Put it on CNN, darn it. Well, no, no, it should be everywhere, you know, really. <laughs> I mean, like... Well, back to the Michael Jordan example. We don't know the sacrifices that he had to go through in his life to get those six championships. Sure. Did he lose a wife over it? Did he have a poor relationship with his kids? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to dedicate a lot of time into your craft to a, to uh, be a winner, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, in an American sports genre. Right. So that's another thing. We and the same thing with the businessman. Same thing with the um, the engineer, the doctor, whatever. Right. Well, Michael Jordan had been born a hundred years earlier. There is no NBA. Yeah, there he, you go. He might have to be the talentedest guy in the world. Right. But he's like. Right. You know, he's doing labor because there's no right. market for his skills. Right. Like, you might be incredibly talented at something yeah. that doesn't exist right now. He still needs to feel loved and accepted. He needs to feel a peace. Like, you can do that in a one-room farmhouse. You could do that in a mansion. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, like a baby doesn't know it's in a mansion or it's, you know, it's in a slum. Yeah. You know, it knows... Yeah. It's fed. It knows it's close. You yeah. know what I mean. It's warm. Well, I, I always it knows it has its mom or not, or or it's being held lovingly. Yeah. You know, either it has what it needs or it does not. You know what I mean? What what you know the extent of it is irrelevant. You know. Uh, I grew up watching sports. Still watch a few, and um, the thing that's always funny to me is when they say so and so is the greatest of all time. Right. We've only been around, America hasn't even been around 300 years. Right. This is a speck of dust in humanity, in the history of humans. So how can you be the best best all time? Um, There could have been someone more talented, you know, 3,000 years ago. Sure. So uh, I I just think that we're... Our Western cultures, we're, we're brainwashed into thinking. Well, We've been around for so long. Well, and it is brainwashing because also who cares? You know what I mean? If you were in some village, you know, uh, a few thousand years ago, like like there might be a guy who could run faster than everybody. Right. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like when you have that run, foot race, oh, yeah, okay, Johnny is faster than everybody. In the law, in the scheme of things, who cares? Right. You know what I mean? If he can kick something in a net, 
you know, like it doesn't make him a better human being. Right. Like he shouldn't get paid more for it. Like you don't have less of a value because you can't run as fast as Johnny. Mm-hmm. Like who cares? Who cares? You know, like that's not going to that's not going to bring you peace. That's not going to bring you the happiness that like another difference between East and West using us as examples. OK. Mm-hmm. The average Westerner could look look in on us uh-huh. at this ashram right now. And say, oh, these are just some bums that are, they're just leaving. They're retreating. Right. They can't make it in society, so they're they are quitting. Mm-hmm. In the East, they're like, oh, look at these guys. Good for them. Right. Good for them. They're going to meditate and live in a community, and they're, they're doing some good things. Right. Good for them. That's a big difference in perspective right there. Well, you know, they understand in the East, like, that people have different natures, you know, the caste system in India was actually, it wasn't supposed to be, you were born into a caste. It was supposed to be like what you were inclined to do, you know, like the Brahmin caste was inclined towards spirituality and meditation. And you you need that society. You need artists, you need working people, you need, you know what I mean? You need people who are out there and going to, you know, there's people's disposition is more inclined to certain things. You do need a priest. You need people at ashrams who are right. more thinking spiritually. You need, I mean, look at all the collection of literature. And if those people had to work at a factory all day, you wouldn't have so many great works. It's like right. people should have different roles. It's like you can't you can't judge everybody by the same bar of productivity. I mean, like, what if Van Gogh had been forced <laughs> right. to work in a, you know what I mean, in a widget factory or something like <laughs> right, right. that sucks for all of us, right. for all humanity, right. doesn't it? Yeah. Like, look at all the, you know, the great da Vinci art everywhere. Like, it's like, you know, must we all be held to this thing of like, are we productive or not? Right. Like, how much are our value is only attached to like what wage we can command? Like, it's well, one of my favorite examples is Nikola Tesla, man. Mm-hmm. You know, arguably the greatest inventor of all time. There we go with that all-time word again. I mean, the guy's a super genius, you know. He died poor. Yeah, he died penniless. Yeah. And, well, because uh, he was more interested in... His work. Right, in producing things that were f- for the good of humanity right. than for making a buck. Right. You know, he, so he, he parted with the, uh, yeah. you know, the capitalists at the time, and that's, you know, that's always going to be the result in this kind of culture. It's right. It's like either you play ball... With making a dollar, or you're that hippie in the, you know what I mean? You're useless. Right. Even Nikola Tesla, like one of the greatest geniuses of all time, you think he should have been in a university. I mean, people should have been bowing down to him to the day he died. Now we have cars named after him, and the kids don't even know who it's named after. Nobody even knows it's named after him. (laughs) Nobody knows all, like, you wouldn't have a cell phone if it wasn't for Nikola Tesla. You wouldn't. And that's another thing that I talk about in this podcast a lot with the inner peace practices. No matter how famous you get, no matter how much you do, you're going to be forgotten. That's a good point. Time will erase you no matter what. It just doesn't feel like that because we're so, America is so new. We're so new. Right. Well, even these people that you know about and and whose names you remember, like a George Washington, like you only know it through a filter. Like you don't know who the man actually was. You know it from school. Well, or what his personality was. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. You know a name, and like, right. you know, George Washington is dead. Right. It doesn't matter to him. He doesn't know that his legacy lived on right. or not. Like, 
to him it's irrelevant you know adolf hitler is the most documented man of all time mm-hmm. um so everybody knows his name arguably the most famous man ever even though he's a villain mm-hmm. genghis khan <laughs> nobody remembers genghis khan right well because he was so long ago everyone gets erased right you know alexander the great people know his name mm-hmm. not everyone knows what he did what he accomplished you know especially before that movie came out 10 years ago whatever it was right they don't know they just know the name right and right. and one day that'll be michael jackson mm-hmm. <laughs> right one well, day and what does it be- matter like you know whether they're gonna get the story wrong anyway whether they think a good of you or right. bad of you it's right. like Right. You know, better to maybe do something that could bring some good in the planet. Like this is where, you know. Right. Uh, like then who cares whose who's ego it's attached to, you know, or if it is at all. Like, right. you know, like I would like to see, you know, I'd like to th- see things shift out of this materialism. You know, like let's talk of a world of abundance that works for everybody. Like mm-hmm. what a fascinating idea, you know, like. Imagine that that gets started. Like you'll never get who actually started. Somebody will get the credit. Who cares? Right. You're going to be gone anyway. Right. You know, but you know, I mean, I would like to see in my lifetime a shift towards brighter days because mm-hmm. it looks like doom and gloom coming now. You mm-hmm. know, it's not going to end well. Like this materialism, this unsustainable culture we have. You see it left and right. People hey. are people are sick everywhere. Every empire crumbles. Well, right. Yeah. Look at the proof. Like you know. It's crumbling in Rome. It's crumbling in Greece. Mm-hmm. Like, you Egypt. know, and, and they built that stuff out of stone. They, Egypt. you know, they built it to last. Yeah. Like, we're building it out of, uh, you know, plywood, and uh, that's not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The Moors, right? Egyptians. Well, because they're all built on the same principles, like you know, this whole imperialism idea, and this whole, you know none of them are uh, were built on a, an idea of balance and sustainability and fairness <laughs> they're right. all built on ideas of haves and have nots and of of acquiring you know once they cut down all the trees in greece they had to go to the next island to get their trees you know what i mean this is right. the nature of what we talk about as economic growth but it's craziness i mean mm-hmm. really at its heart it's insanity you know to right. um n- nothing infinitely grows you know, things that survive in nature survive in a balance with nature. Every an- animal that's evolved and survived up until now survives in a balanced state with its environment. If they too, they get too many animals, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to have to die off and come back because there's only so much food in that environment. There's so many right. things to sustain them. Like, this is how you and I have evolved, right? right? We wouldn't have been around for however hundreds, thousands, millions of years. We don't know, you know, living in the way we are now. I like that statement you just made. Which one? We don't know. We don't know, but you do know that you must have lived in tune with your right. surroundings, like because you would have burnt it all out. Well, I just I just think it's important that you know we start saying I don't know mm-hmm. to a lot of things, you know. Right. Well, I mean, we don't we don't know everything. No, we absolutely and we don't. And we we can't necessarily trust all this history stuff they feed us. Well, it's, so. it's you know you get fed a lot of things to, so that we keep on with the status quo. Like we keep hurtling towards this cliff, you know, where we do chop down all the trees and we do, you know, eat up all the resources. Like that's a bad idea, you know, right. 
nobody, you know, it's better, you know, it's far better to start thinking of other plans. We're brilliant. You know, we went to the moon. We can create an iPhone. Surely we can make a plan that works for everybody on the planet. You know, right. there's certain natural laws that this planet operates by that you can't, if you transgress those laws, you're going to pay the piper. Sure. You know, like you have to live in tune with your environment. That's not an option. There's there's laws for the body too. Right, right. It's all the same. It's a, everything's a system. You na- you, yeah. Everything's na- a system. Your body's a system. The universe is a system. Right. The, the 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 flowers outside is a system. And there's an optimal way to use it. Yes. And there's an optimal way to exist in this world. Like you know, to think we're apart from it, and we can somehow not obey the laws. Right. Is you know, it's it's insanity. Right. You know, just because the insanity is you know, it's pervasive, it's everywhere, it's ubiquitous, doesn't make it sane. You know what I mean? Mm. Like everybody who's adjusted to this this idea, this materialistic life of like, you know, just think of the insanity of it. Like everyone's driving in cars back and forth to push pieces of paper from one end of a desk to another. Like they're not doing anything to better anything. Like this is just for the whole purpose of making money, whatever that means. Right. But like, they're not, you know, they're not like plowing a field. They're not making food. They're not building a home. They're like not producing clothes, like necessities for life. It's like, but think of all the energy wasted. We have a limited amount of fossil fuels. We're burning them like yeah. as fast as we can because we've got this system yeah. that has us linked, like locked into doing these things. Like, right. It's crazy. What are your three tips to people for inner peace? Three tips. Wow. Three tips humbling yourself is a good move step back like and question these things that you take as gospel or you take as your beliefs like you know we're gonna have to have an open mind like you know peace you know peace isn't found in materialism you know it's not you found here like be open enough to hear the truth you know that's number one you have to be open enough to hear the truth and like there is a truth about things that you need to be peaceful. I'm going to, I'm going to merge all these three things into like one long thing. I gotcha. Um, you, you have to take care of your physical and spiritual and mental well-being. Then you're no good to, you're not good to anybody if you're sick, right. you know? So yes, you're going to have to learn to find a balance in, in the fray, uh, in the Michigas, mm. you know what I mean? In the, in the insanity. Um, um, but we have to, you know, like you, we also have to keep our eye on working with one another. We're also isolated in this West, Western culture. Like we're going to have to work it with each other or we're going to it's going to be a sad ending for us, you know. So I guess I guess in there there's, you know, you have to find a, a peace and a way to stay healthy in wherever you are right now. Right. You got to understand that peace is waiting for you now. You know, it's right. not somewhere else. It's not know. in the future. You're going to have to find a practice where you can be here now. Right. Like the book said, mm-hmm. you know, and but you have to keep uh, the third thing is you really do have to keep an open mind. Humble yourself. You don't know everything. Like right. be open to the truth. Be open to um, ideas that are, you know, um well, just that just be open to the truth and to, for what works like you know this this divisiveness this polarity with people is just gonna hurt us all 
in the long run if we can't agree right. on anything right you know right. we'll never change the big structure the structure that's keeping us right. on this treadmill keeping us from our inner peace right you know right so find your inner peace where you can now but let's keep an ear open for what we can do to shift it on the big scale right you know that's that's i mean that's all i can think to say about that well wise words from bill who i just met i don't know 90 minutes ago. ago, two hours ago, maybe max, <laughs> right. over dinner here at Ananda Ashram. Um, so I appreciate the time, man. This was yeah. spontaneous. It's like, hey, let me go get this recorder. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks for having me. It was, uh, it's, it's fun. It's always fun to talk about this stuff. I think this should be, you know, if we, I think if we use social media and the internet to its best advantage, this is, these are the type of subjects I would like to hear all the time. Right. Rather than, you know, distract distracting stuff or political nonsense yeah. it's like just the news in general well, well let's yeah let's talk about a way oh. out let's use this stuff to you know realize we are all alike and like you know it's on us to shift this thing yeah we're just part of the whole right right all right bill thanks man um yeah so i'm here at another ashram i may interview some more people i don't know i'm just being spontaneous here but uh, uh definitely check everything out on the website drreese.com that's doctor spelt out and we'll talk soon thanks for listening to inner peace with dr reese if this episode opened your heart feel free to share on social media and tell your loved ones also be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode until next time May peace be with you.